This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are live at the Oyo. The Underground Lounge is the location. We do it every Monday night for Monday Night Football. We were here last week for the the Raiders and the Chargers that resulted in a Raiders loss. Tonight we'll be here for the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. Definitely encourage you to come on by, hang out. We got a lot of great prizes here. My man Danny is like doing cartwheels and stuff beside me, so you need to come on by and see the magic show or the circus act, whatever. Everyone's got an act or a show in Vegas, right? Well, Danny's trying to do one too, so he's up here on the big stage trying to make it happen. But uh, we're going to be here throughout the course of the game tonight. Of course, uh, going to knock out the next couple hours here live on the radio, then pass the sticks on to my man Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. But we'll be here throughout the course of the game. So you got to come on by, hang out, get some great food, get some great drink specials. We have a ton of prizes, including the best seats in the house. And that's a real cool hookup that we rolled out last week where you get uh, not only your choice of table, wherever you want to sit, that's a great seat location right in front of one of these big fat TVs. But also you're getting hooked up with nachos for four. You're getting hooked up with pictures of beverages, your choice. And, again, it's just a good time. So I encourage you to start your week off, your Monday night football action here at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. We're right across from the MGM. You cannot miss us. Come on out and hang out. And like I said, I got some Raider Nation Radio T-shirts. I got some koozies. I got some cups. I found some tickets along here. Got all kind of tickets, man. Silver Knights game. I got uh, tickets to what else do I have here? Oh, here we go. Dropkick Murphy. Dropkick Murphys, that's uh that's Damon, that's your favorite group, right? <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Damon, I'm going to need you to have a little bit more uh, excitement when you talk about Dropkick Murphys. Uh we we discovered, we didn't know them by name last week, but we discovered the song and uh we knew exactly what song it was. So uh, they're going to be uh, a fun act and they're going to be out on Friday and so we got tickets to that as well. Uh we'll give out some on the radio plus we'll give out some tickets to that here at the Oyo. So come on by. And, uh, and hang out. And, of course, we're coming off of uh, another Raiders loss, second loss in a row. They're now on a losing streak, 3-2 and two on the season, still a good record. Second right now currently in the AFC West. And who would have thought at the beginning of the season you would be talking about the Chargers in first by themselves, the Broncos and the Raiders are tied for second, and the Chiefs in last. Now, it's only five weeks in the season, so I don't want to overreact. But I sure didn't have it looking like that at the beginning of the season. So here we are in Raider Nation. There's a lot to unpack from what you saw or didn't see on, uh, on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. It's funny, when I was driving over here to the Oyo, it was really windy outside. So if you're out there on the road, you're listening right now, be careful driving, first of all. It's a lot of wind. It's a lot of, like, sand. And it looks kind of gray. But I passed Allegiant Stadium on my way here, and it almost looked like there was a gray cloud over the stadium just because of the wind and everything that's in the air. And I thought, how fitting that there's a gray cloud over a stadium that had a gray cloud 
over it or in it Sunday afternoon as the Raiders took the L 20 to 9 to the Chicago Bears. Just felt like just felt like there was there was already there was just a a weird like funk in the air. A weird feeling in the air on Sunday. Just one of those and I think that the Raiders usually have one game that's really one of those that you really scratch your head. At least one every season, right? Where they just kind of scratch your head and say, "What in the world was that?" That just what that that game left a bad taste in my mouth. And I said this on my podcast, and I really took a long time to even put my podcast out today because I just I was trying to get in my mind. I was trying to make it make sense, and there was so much of it that didn't to me make sense. The defense I thought did a good job to give the Raiders opportunities, but the offense just never got going and the Bears weren't that good uh, the defense is good don't get me wrong the Bears offense was not that good but they were still able to get the victory they had 14 points for the longest and the Raiders couldn't find a way to generate anything it just I don't know it just like I said it left a bad taste in my mouth I try not to get too over the top emotional one way or the other I try not to get too excited and I try not to get too down. I try to stay just kind of even keel as a guy who admittedly is a, a, a lifelong diehard Raider fan, but also a professional at what I do. So I'm not going to go and rah-rah and look through silver and black glasses and the team could do no wrong. I'm not that dude. I'm not that guy. I'll be honest with you all the time. If something stinks, I'll say it stinks. If something's great, I'll say it, it, it's great. Yesterday, that just, that just was a big ugh. <laughs> you know, it's just like... What in the world? It was just, just didn't feel right at all. Never felt like anything was able to just get going. So I just, I was confused. I, re- I really was. I mean, usually I have a really good way of just saying, hey, this is what happened. This was the root of the problem. This is, you know, where the game was lost. But, man, it just seemed like it was it's almost like the team was trying to drive in neutral. Has anyone ever tried to drive in neutral? Or have you, has your clutch ever gone out and you can't move? It's kind of how it looked like to me, sitting in the press box. I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Three and out after three and out after three and out that the defense generated. Just waiting. Okay, this is the time that the offense is going to get going. Just didn't happen. Drop balls. Overthrows. Not No running lanes. Offensive linemen blocking other offensive linemen. Weird play calls. Just seemed like there was a dark cloud over the team throughout the course of the game. And, again, I think the defense did a a, a fantastic job, honestly. I know they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. They're also on the field for a long time. There's one drive where the Bears, I think they went, what, eight minutes? 16 plays in eight minutes? That's a a Raider drive. The Bears did that. So I want to hear from you. You know, of course, we're always here to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Never going to candy coat anything. Never going to sugarcoat anything. Not going to say something's not, not, not a problem if it is a problem. That's what we do. 702-365-9200, flagship station, Rear Nation Radio 9, 9, 920. Want calls, want texts, 69187, keyword R&R. That's the Salmon Ash text line. So we're going to get to you. We also got a couple of good guests coming up on the show today I'm excited about. Every, uh, every Monday or Tuesday, depending on what day the Raiders play, following that game, we... We talked to two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Jim Plunkett, get his thoughts on what he saw. 
So I'm definitely going to ask him all things offense, talk about that offensive line that's leaky and how that changes the game for a quarterback, how a quarterback could try to change the game as well to, to, to compensate for no run game. So we'll talk all things offense, all things Raiders with Jim Plunkett coming up at 2.30. And then Ed Graney, who was in the press box near me at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday from ESPN Las Vegas, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He'll join us at 3.30. We'll talk all things Raiders moving forward. How do they move forward? How do they break this two-game losing streak that they're on? Because, look, make no mistake about it, I know a lot of Raider fans don't respect the Denver Broncos. That defense is damn good. That's a really good defense. And Teddy Bridgewater, I don't respect him as a really good quarterback. I don't think he's a really good quarterback, just be 100% honest with you. But Justin Fields wasn't very good, and Justin Fields won. Wasn't very good. He gave the Raiders opportunities to win that game, and they couldn't get it done. We'll also talk a little UNLV. By the way, I got some UNLV tickets. They have a game going up against Utah State on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. I got those tickets that you can get if you come by the Underground Lounge here at the Oyo. But uh, let's start things off. Let's go ahead and hear from you, Raider Nation. What are you feeling? What's the state of the team right now as they won three? Now they've dropped two. 702-365-9200. Damon, who do we have up first? Autumn Win Aaron. Autumn Win Aaron. What's on your mind? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, what up, you? Uh, so pretty much you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I was there, Section 328. You know, I was I'm pretty it was infuriating sitting there in amongst uh, all the Bears fans. You know, I don't blame yeah. them, though. This was their Super Bowl. Um, it was just it was really demoralizing, you know, and I can't blame them. I right. do blame the PSL holders, the casuals, which I hate, you know, because they're going to – the casuals, the new fans, you know, I'm a diehard at Border Race here. Right. A new Raider fan and an old Raider fan would never do that, you know, and it's, it's, it was just crappy to see, you know. You kept waiting for something to happen. Like you said, the defense was doing all they could, but they still, you know, bend, don't break, and everything's a little breaking right now. You know, the offensive line held up as much as they could, but D.C., he, he doesn't have time for plays to develop, you know, when he's got pressure in his face immediately. And this offense requires you to, you know, make the quick read. But the quick read can't get there if you've got pressure immediately right off the snap. Right. So it's hard, but it was just a bad game overall. You know, I felt it coming in, you know. Like you said, there's too many Bears fans. And I, I, it was the worst game I've ever been to, honestly. You know, it was just a, a mood from the start, like you said. Yeah. And nothing was going. The offense was not going. I don't know if you listened to JT earlier, but you got to make give your playmakers a chance. You got to give Waller at least a couple targets. Give Rugs a couple targets, man. Yeah, it's, it's killing me. You know, it's it's not doom and gloom yet. It looks bad right now. We're three and two still. Right. The sky is not falling. But if we don't get it fixed, this could be you know the highlight of our season. I hope it does. I don't want to lose. I'm a Raider fan. Right. I want them to win every game. Right. But this is tough. I am not going back there if they're going to stink it up like this. Come on, y'all. Don't sell your tickets. Wake up. Show up. Don't sell your tickets. It's just, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed, right. you. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, thank you for the call, man. The passion is great. I love it. And I hate that it's, the, it's passionate and it's, it's, you know, anger right now. But that's what it is. I, I totally get it. Um, and and I, like I said, I totally respect it. And that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the fans, and I was going to get to that at some point, but why not just jump on it right now? We all knew that the Bears fans were going to travel well. There's a lot of Chicago Bears fans here in town anyway. So you knew that there was going to be a lot of Bears fans there, and there were. You know how you make them quiet? You shut them up. 
you do something to make them be quiet. You score a touchdown. You get a turnover. You, 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 start, you start winning, and all they can do is do like Raider fans did and sit there. And Raider fans, to their credit, still got really loud when it was third and long or fourth down or whatever, whatever they, whenever they felt they were called upon, Raider fans got really loud. Problem is, is the team didn't do enough to keep them loud. That's how you shut up opposing fans, regardless how many are there. And there was a lot. There was a lot of Bears fans. There was tons of orange. As I tweeted out pictures, people said, man, there's a lot of orange there. There was. No doubt about it. But you shut the fan base up by going out and making plays. The Raiders didn't make enough plays and gave the Bears fans. They got them lathered up. That I'll tell you right now. I'll share a personal story. We have, you know, really close friends from Texas in town this weekend. And we surprised them with, hey, you're going to go to a Raider game. You're going to get to experience a Raider game, man. It's, it's, you know, you never had an experience like this. And I, I've always, and I've said it on this show, I've said it on my podcast, I've said it to anyone who will listen. If you are not a certain fan of a, of a certain team and you go to a Raider game and your first football game, you experience a Raider game, you're going to be a fan because of the atmosphere, because of the way that the energy of Raider Nation, because of the, the passion like you just heard. Just heard the passion from Autumn Wynn, Aaron. That was a great call. That, that'll make you be a Raider fan. And I, when I met up with my wife and, and our family friends, the first thing I said after that game was, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry that you had to sit through that. I'm sorry that that's how you spent your Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas was at that blank show. It's exactly how I said it. And I mean it, and I mean it right now. I apologize. Anyone who got on a plane or got in their car and spent their money to come to Las Vegas and see what they saw and maybe only experience it for the first time. There's a lot of new fans here in Las Vegas that are just learning to be Raider fans. If that was your first experience, I apologize. Now, if you're a, you know, an old-school Raider fan, you've been around for a long time, you know the ups and downs, you know what Raider Nation's all about. But for someone that experienced it for the first time, I apologize because they did a disservice for you. That's just not... That's just not the expectations of the silver and black. 702-365-9200. Tamon, who do you say is up next? Raider 562. Raider 562, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, Q? Chilling, man. Uh, thank you for taking my call, man. I, uh, I've, been a, I've been a Raider fan, man, for over, uh, over 30 years. So, you know, kind of like you said, we kind of kind of – kind of jaded you know what i mean it's kind of like you know when when you wait you kind of like you're waiting for the for the shoe to drop yeah you know what i mean it's uh we should feel some kind of way right now right and that not, not just we as a as fan but uh the team that you know like you said apologizing they should be up there on that mic apologizing because just like you said this fans and not even not the new not just the new ones but the old ones as well because we we put it's a lot of people that have blood sweat and tears into this and this is more than you know what i mean than just the sport for them this their family this history generations of legacy connected to this 
And what I saw out on that field, terrible. Terrible. It was disrespectful how they allowed themselves to be out there. And it, it was almost like they were playing with no urgency, no passion. The sidelines were kind of like, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, it, it just, it, it was bad. You know, there's no other way to put it. Like, I, I get that we're three and two and everything like that. And we have those losses. And it's not, it's not that we lost. It's not that we lost them. It's how we lost them. Right. It's how we lost them. See, I can respect us going in there and battling it out with another good team and coming up with an L, coming up with a loss because the other team was just a little bit better than what we were. You know, I can respect that. But to go in there and and crap the bed. Away, you know, in our second home, and then to come to our house, and this game was just as, if, if not worse, than the other one because, I mean, we just looked terrible. I mean, from beginning to end, the defense has been keeping us upright, but the offense could only do, the defense could only do so much. Right. And you have the offense that, could you explain to me why, time after time, fourth down, we run it. Time after time, uh, we need a first down. We throw for five yards. Time after time, same plays over and over again to so much to where Lincoln Kennedy was sitting there as an announcer said, oh, I, I know that play. We ran that play back when I was playing. Right. Come on. I mean, what are we doing here? It's frustrating. It is. It's frustrating. You know, it, 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 I mean, it really is, you know. And if you know that you're – the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If you can stand up there as a coach and say, well, we need to work on our play calling, and then you do nothing about it or seemingly do nothing about it because it doesn't seem like anything changed, then what are we doing? Right. Oh, so I hear you. I, I, mean, I, I appreciate you, you know what I mean, you guys and stuff, giving us a platform and everything like that. But I understand Raider Nation being frustrated because – it's been years, man. It's been years of the same yo-yoing back up and up and down with the same crap over and over again. And it's like it's something in between the ears. I have no I have no faith in them going into Denver and changing something. Not if they're still playing like that. And we're playing like that, we're gonna get our butt kicked in Denver. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate it. And again, just like uh, Autumn Wind Aaron, I appreciate the passion. Great stuff right there. That was Raider 562. Uh that yeah, man. And it's it's like I said, it's it's frustrating. It's uh it's frustrating because you know that they could be so much better. You know, you saw you saw the offense clicking a lot better the first three weeks, even though there were still obviously issues going on. And uh, a lot of people pointed out, yeah, Q, the offensive line was a struggle the first three weeks, they just overcame it. Yeah, you're right. They, but they were able to overcome it, and that's that's what good teams do is they find ways to overcome their issues. The last two weeks they haven't been able to do it, and it went from a tough loss to the Chargers on Monday Night Football to a bad loss at home. That was a bad loss. It just there's no other way to put it. I'm never going to blow smoke up your backside and, and try to make excuses for I'm not going to do that. You've got the wrong guy. I'm not that dude. I call it how I see it, and that was a bad loss. So what do you do for now? There was a big 
gray cloud that felt like that was hanging over Allegiant Stadium yesterday. Felt like the team was playing in a fog. It's kind of what it looked like. I'll tell you what really summed it up for me, and this is just me being, you know, it's personal, is that we tried to go down to the media session following the game to hear from Coach Gruden, to hear from the players, and we got stuck in the damn elevator and we couldn't get down there. I think that just kind of summed it all up. Like, of course we did. Why wouldn't we get stuck in the elevator? I came up with a, a, a TV uh, show named just by standing in the elevator. We were calling it uh, Food Carts and Fans because in the elevator that was trying to get us down to the lowest level to get to the media session, there was a bunch of fans on that elevator. There was a food cart on the elevator, which none of that should happen. None of that should happen. So we had guys like Tashawn Reed, you also Vic didn't have Taffer, credentials. Paul, Paul Kitiris, myself. Oh, yeah, and then the, the person that was running the – the elevator didn't have the credentials to even get us there. So it just kind of seemed like it just summed it all up, right? You know, have you ever had that situation where you just kind of look at it and you go, of course that happened. Why wouldn't it? That's, that's how it was. We were sitting there in the elevator, and none of us could believe. Brian Salmon, he was there as well. All of us were stuck in the elevator, couldn't get down to the damn media session. Summed it up perfectly. You know what was even extra funny about it? Huh? It was all the brothers. <laughs> that ain't funny. That ain't funny. <laughs> I saw y'all come in. I was like, Mm-mm-mm. look who was all late and stuck. Right. Mm. We all looked like we were late. <laughs> we weren't. It was just bad circumstances. That's why I'm glad that we got Ed Graney coming up at 3.30 because he was actually somebody that was able to get to the media session on time. He left a little bit early from, uh, you know, before the game ended, him and Cassie Soto. I know they got out there. Vinny, he did as well. But the rest of us, we were all stuck in the elevator. Not too good. Let's take one more call before we uh, take a quick break. And, uh, Damon, who do we have up next? Kyle. Kyle from the fifth floor. What's up, Kyle? What's on your mind? Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call again. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know. Last week when I called you, I was told you I was worried about Justin Fields. Um, he yep. didn't do anything to us. I mean, he he really didn't do anything. We shot ourselves in the foot. We dropped mm-hmm. pass. When's the last time you've seen Waller drop two passes? When's the last time you've seen, I mean, Edwards, Second year, I guess I can expect that. But he dropped a touchdown pass. It was a hard catch um, in that second series, but that would have helped. Yep. Uh, then the 60-yard pass that we could have, that would have really helped. I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to use the email thing as an excuse. Right. I just don't know if that had any impact because I seen to me, it was such a weird game. You've already mentioned it. It didn't seem like any of the things. And it just seemed like everybody was just thinking about something else. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. in the locker room. I, that, that concerns me, though. I'm worried that um, last week when I spoke to you, I was like, I think, you know, this team is more resilient. I don't see it. I think we're a better team. I don't see us. You know, I, I don't think we're going to come out and lay an egg against the team we should beat now. And that's exactly what we did yesterday. So that takes me back to, dang, we're the same old Raiders. Same old Raiders. Can't do anything. We can't stop shooting ourselves in the foot. I'm I'm nervous about Denver now. I, yep. I thought that I thought honestly I was looking at seven and one. And now I'm looking at okay, well we might be just taking one game at a time again, and uh, hopefully we're not three and three. Hopefully we're four and two, and then we got the Eagles. Hopefully you know we can build off of that. Derek Carr though, again, no protection, no time, no time to make a play, and then when he does, he can't get help. Right. I, I really want to see – I don't know. I want to get your opinion. What do you think about Nick Martin playing a little bit of center? I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, I, I cut you off right there. I think that would be a great idea. I think Andre James ain't it. Let's just put it out there. 
So I don't think Andre James is getting it done. I know that they believed in him. I know they gave him a contract extension. I just don't think that he's figuring it out quick enough. And Nick Martin's a veteran. John McClain talked to us last week about it. He covered Nick Martin in Houston. He knows what he's doing. Is he the most physical? You know, is he going to be the, the, the biggest mauler? No, but right now nobody on that offensive line is the biggest mauler. So there's that. But, I, you know, and real quick on, on, on the email thing, I don't want to use that as an excuse either because these guys have to be, um, you know, more resilient like you mentioned. But I'll tell you, and I said this on my podcast today, it felt like it felt like week three. And I know we had a call, a call that said that uh, last week. It felt like week three in 2017. And I'm not saying the circumstances were the same, so don't get, don't get me wrong. Don't call and start screaming at me. Circumstances weren't the exact same, but it felt like that week three in Washington in 2017 where it's just a big fog over the team. 2.26 at a time. When we come back, we'll be talking to two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Jim Plunkett live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo. Come out, hang out with us. We've got a bunch of prizes for you. Get signed up for the best seats in the house. Come see Danny do a backflip or a cartwheel or something. He's a gymnast. He'll hook you up and uh, come get some great drink specials, some food specials, and get ready for Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Back to Unnecessary Roughness live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino Underground Lounge. And here we are, live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Casino and Hotel. Come hang out with us. We're preparing for Monday Night Football. This is Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And pleased to have on the phone lines now two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Jim Plunkett. Every single day following a Raiders game, he joins us to break it down, talk about what he saw, especially from the offensive side of things. So, Jim, we appreciate your time as always, my man. And uh, the Raiders have just been slow to start. Their, their starts have been slow so far throughout the course of the season, and it really uh, was, was obvious yesterday, and they just were never really able to get going. Uh, what, what would you say is the biggest cause for slow starts in the NFL? Uh, well, sometimes, you know, you're overcautious, and that'll, that'll, you, know, you don't want to make a mistake and give the, the ball in good field position to the other team. But, you know, for the most part, the Raiders are usually an attacking-style offense. Uh, but one of the things that's hurting them right now is uh, they're not rushing the ball very well, and they're putting into uh, longer-yarded situations on second and third down. And it's, it's tough for any team to convert those, those situations right now. You know, the, the Raiders are 29th in the league in, in rushing. And, and truthfully, in the, in, in the course of a season, that's not going to get it done. No, no, it's not, and I know that John Gruden wants to run the ball, and he's got Josh Jacobs, who's a really good back. But if you're struggling to run and the offensive line's not getting the push that they need to get, how can you as a quarterback and an offense kind of not overcompensate but just kind of make up for that lack of the run game? Well, you know, the Raiders are historically great in doing that. You know, they throw the ball extremely well over these many decades, and that's what you have to do. You've got to hurt them in the pass. So uh, that they have to back off a little bit, and then you can get back to the running game. But you still need to run the ball in this league, I believe. Occasionally, you're going to win just throwing the football down the field and coming up with big plays. Uh, but more often than not, you know, you've got to be somewhat substantial in that running game to draw the linebackers up to make your play-action passes work. Uh, and right now, that's just not happening. Even in the first two games, they were behind uh, by 14 points in a couple of those games, and you know they came back to win it, but. You know, it was quite the struggle. So it's important, obviously, to get off to a good start and hopefully get a lead early. 
One of the things I heard Coach Flores tell JT the Brick the other day was the fact that he felt the, that the Raiders were doing too much uh, audibling at the line of scrimmage. There was too much, you know, talk here and there, changing the plays, and that the guys, the young guys in particular, were getting a little confused. Uh, do, you, do you get that sense as well? Uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I could hear them out there barking signals and changing the plays. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's the problem per se. You know, Tom obviously is a, is a sharp coach and you know, he knows <laughs> right. what's going on. And, you know, and, I, and I get a feeling that, you know, I'd like to, you know, break the huddle, get up the line of scrimmage and call the play so that they have to hustle and get in the right positions to, to offset whatever you're doing on offense. So sometimes I think uh, to belabor the, the signal calling, take you in your time, they get to adjust uh, what you're doing offensively and adjust to the formation. And sometimes that does hurt you. So if, if they just kind of uh, up the tempo a little bit, maybe that can help jumpstart things a little earlier? Yeah, I think you're right. You're absolutely right about that. You know, get, keep them off balance. Make them have to make calls and not you. And call a place that you can call in almost any situation so that you don't have to audible. Talking right now with two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Raiders, Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So now that the team is on a two-game losing streak, I mean, the sky is not falling. They're still in second place in the AFC West. There's a lot of football left to, to be played. What is What are you as the captain, as the leader of the team, what are you telling the fellas in the locker room just to keep their minds straight? Well, you know, uh, I'm not, I wasn't, wasn't much of a big talker until we got on the field, you know, in the locker room. Sometimes that, I leave that to other guys who – who like to talk and, and you know, encourage uh, their teammates to get going. And I do, too, uh, on occasion. But, you know, I'm the guy who steps in the huddle and, and looks them in the eye and, you know, call a play, and, and we're going to make it work. And, and that's what I try to convey to them when I'm in the huddle. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully they have enough, enough trust and confidence in me as a quarterback to call the right play in each and every situation almost and, and to get the job done. When you pass protect for the quarterback, quarterback's going to get the receiver the ball. Uh, you call a running play. It's because you see something in the defense that's going to make that particular running play work. So you have to have confidence both in, in, you know, in your quarterback and you have to have confidence in your line and uh, your backs on what they're going to do. You know, and the offensive line has been a subject of conversation. They're still trying to gel. You know, they're still very young. They're still trying to figure out what parts fit. So as you're going through this, how, how can the quarterback help the offensive line be successful as well? Well, you know, uh, you know call plays that you know, they're very good at blocking. Uh, and you can find that out in practice usually uh, and what they like to do the best, what guard can pull. So if you're going to run it to the right, you're going to have your left guard pulling. Or if your best pulling guard is the other way, then you're going you're to go the other way with that particular play because they go both directions. Uh, but, you know, you just have to have confidence in your guy. Always boost them up. Uh, get on them if they make a mistake uh, briefly and then uh, go to the next play. But, you know, you, you have to have the confidence in them that they're going to get the job done as well as them having confidence in you to to pick the right receiver, throw the good pass, call the right running play, audible if you have to, but you're the leader. And so as far as what Derek Carr is doing, and I think that he's trying to do his very best job he can, trying to put these guys in the right position and trying to make these plays, is it, do you think it's just a matter of trying to maybe even get the ball uh, out of his hands a little quicker, maybe even some screen plays that can, that can loosen up uh, the defensive line a little bit where they're not pinning their ears back and just getting after him? Uh, well, you know, sometimes that works, you know, uh, either a quick pass or a screen, uh, get, uh, you know, get those guys up the field and drop it off. Uh, but, you know, he'll get the sense of that when he's in the game. Uh, if you're being pursued quite a bit, if the rush is, is strong, uh, then, of course, you've got to get rid of the ball quicker or make your reads quicker. Uh, but, you know, I, you know I, and, you know, maybe draw a couple of times, try to get past those linemen as they come up the field. 
But um, you know, I, I I'd like to drop back, plant, and get rid of the ball. I don't want, I don't like to hold it too long. And if I do, I usually take off and run. And Derek's not quite that kind of quarterback, uh, but he's he's an accurate thrower, and uh, you know he can run when he has to. But uh, you know, I just think get rid of the ball quicker. Don't give those defensive linemen a chance to get on you. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We're live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And one thing, one element of the team that I think is doing really well is the defense. And I feel like, that, especially yesterday, they gave them so many opportunities to get back into it. And now, it never happened, but they still gave them the opportunity. How much of as a quarterback does that kind of relax you a little bit when you know that, hey, my defense is going to go out there and get the ball and I don't have to press? Uh, well, you know what? Uh to have a good defense, you know, you have to you have to have a good defense in this league to win week in and week out. There's no question about it. Occasionally, you're going to have to put up 35 points to win the game. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, your defense is what keeps you in almost each and every game. If you have a great offense, that's great as well. But, you know, when they get turnovers, give you a good field position, uh, give you a chance to play on a short field, you know, that, that, that makes for a much, much better team. One of the things that I mentioned earlier in the show today was it just it was a weird feel yesterday at Allegiant Stadium. It just it just felt like it was like a cloud hanging over the stadium and hanging over the team. It felt like maybe even a, just a lack of focus. Uh, when that happens, when when it looks like the guys may not be a hundred percent focused like you would normally want them, uh, what what can you do to snap them out of that, or is that just something you got to deal with? Well, I think you have to deal with it. You know, uh, Chicago's not an overly uh, you know. A complicated offense or defense. They just, you know, they're, you know, they're number five in the league in defense. You know, they're playing extremely well. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to take chances either. You don't want to give them the opportunity to, to you know, get a turnover or stop you on your own, uh, on your own side of the field. Uh, and, and they're tough. There's no question about it. But, you know, you've got to find ways to move the ball. And up until, uh, you know, these last two weeks, uh, offensively, the Raiders have struggled. I think they got to settle down, uh, go to the plays that work best for them in certain situations, and stick with that. And you know, and you know, eventually they'll come out of this, uh, you know, this kind of slow start. Right, and, and that's the thing about it. As you very well know, the the season is long, and even the last time they went to the Super Bowl, they won the first four, and then they lost the next four, and then they eventually made it to the Super Bowl. So there's so many things that that can go on in the course of the season, the ebbs and flows of the season, but. Is it just about seeing a couple of positive plays, a couple of positive drives, which will lead to a couple of positive games? They just need to see a little bit of repetition and success to, to get regain that confidence that they may have lost. Uh, without a doubt, you know, a big pass play down the field, uh, you know, three running straight running plays for a first down. You know, those are the kind of things that fire up an offense and give your defense, you know, uh, the ability to come in, in in certain situations and get the ball back for you. And so everybody's kind of on the same page. Everybody can feel it. Uh, you know, there's no doubt. Uh, you know, the two Super Bowls I was lucky enough to be in with the Raiders, you know, we had we had some periods where we, we lost a couple of games, but we always bounced back strong, uh, having confidence in one another and finding out what worked best for us at the time. How much can some, you know, issues that may happen off the field a couple of days before a game, how much can you think that that can – uh, linger onto the field with the team. Well, hopefully, you know, you know, you have to have a short memory in, in probably all sports. You know, uh, you can lose forty-five to nothing in one week and turn it around and win thirty-five to twenty-eight, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just got to put, you know, the, whatever happened the week before behind you. Concentrate uh, on doing a better job the following week. Uh, you know, run better routes, throw the pa uh, the ball better, uh, block better up front. Uh, those are the things that you have to concentrate on coming off a loss. 
Talking right now with two-time Super Bowl winning champion Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And what are your thoughts on the AFC West? I mean, right now the Chargers are on top at 4-2. and two. The Raiders and Broncos both sitting there at 3-2. and two. Or the right. Chargers at 4-1, excuse me. And the uh, Broncos and, and Raiders are at 3-2. and two. And then uh, Kansas City at 2-3. and three. Just, I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine that this is what the, the division would look like at the beginning of the season. But uh, what have you thought of this tough division so far? Yeah, I was just looking at it myself uh, just uh, before I came on air and looking at the schedule and looking at the, the, the places these teams are in. So, you know, it's anybody's ball game. It's still early. You're, you're, uh, after five games, you know, you're, uh, uh, what, uh, two games out of first place. Right. So, you know, it's all pretty tight right now uh, from first to last, and, uh, and it's going to continue to be so. And uh, Hopefully the, the Raiders will get going. They'll get the momentum and, and, and win some games uh, down the road, and, and other teams are going to knock each other off as well. So a long way to go, as you said, and you know, I'm looking forward to the Raiders coming back and coming back strong. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that Coach Flores has ever said to you guys after maybe a couple losses like this and just, hey, guys, you know, clear your mind, let's get – I know he wasn't a big rah-rah guy. He didn't really panic or anything. But is there any kind of message that he may have delivered to you guys? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. You know, he'd, he'd walk up to me and, and, you know, discuss the game a little bit. Uh, what I did wrong, what I did right, uh, uh, and how we can improve on that. But, you know, uh, like any other coach, you know, he was disappointed if we didn't play well. Even if we won and we didn't play well, he would let us know. And he was that kind of guy. He wasn't, the, uh, like you mentioned, not the rah-rah guy. But what he, when he said something, you listened, and, you know, you expected uh, him to say the right things to get us back on track. But, uh, you know, a, but you know, no hollering and screaming from Tom, just, just you know, in your face kind of this is what we're going to do it next time we're going to do it better there you go well that's that's what coach gruden I, i'm sure is telling the guys now that hey next time we're going to do it better got to snap this two game losing streak well jim it's always great to catch up with you love talking to you following the uh, raiders game uh hopefully we're talking about it after a, a win next week but uh, like i said always appreciate your insight thank you so much for your time oh uh, you bet thank you very much go All raiders right. There you go. There you go. Go Raiders. That's the great Jim Plunkett right there. Two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920 live from the Oyo Underground Lounge uh, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by. We got the hookup for you. Uh, we got some T-shirts. We've got some koozies. We've got some cups. We got the best seats in the house we're trying to hook you up with. And uh, not only that, you're going to get nachos for four. You're going to get a couple pitchers of beverages. You're going to get hooked up in a major way as we prepare for Monday Night Football, the Ravens and the Colts, 3-1 and one versus 1-3. and three. It is going down tonight, so you definitely want to come on by and hang out. But you heard it right there. You heard Jim Plunkett. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on how you're feeling? What are your thoughts on what you heard from, from Jim about trying to break out of a, a funk that the team is in right now, two-game losing streak, but very long season? Raider Nation, I definitely want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. This is Unnecessary Roughness live at the OYO on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we are live, Underground Lounge, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're going to be here for Monday Night Football action. 
Come on by, hang out with us. We got the hookup for you, of course. We got a table full of su- surprises and prizes. Let's put it like that. And my guy Danny, he's still a, he's a gymnast, so he's doing some things over here. So he's been working on his cartwheel. He's been stretching. Promise you before the night's over, he's going to do a cartwheel for everybody with a dismount off the steps and everything. So you want to come on by and check that out. He only learned he's a, he's a gymnast today, by the way. So he just, <laughs> he just learned for the first time. So uh, Danny's going to be on full display a little bit later on in the show. But we got a lot of good callers on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Our first guy is Ruben in Vegas. Ruben, what's on your mind? He's, he's right here in front of me, and he's not going to talk to me now. <laughs> Ruben, where, come on, Ruben, here. Come on over here. Since Ruben's on the phone line, he's actually here with me. Yeah, so we're going to let Ruben hop on the headset since he's here with us. This is Jeff's favorite part of the show. <laughs> Ruben, what's up, brother? How's it going, Q? Nice to meet you. You Ruben too, my man. Hey, how you doing? Ruben's in Vegas, but he's in the Oyo. He's at the Underground Lounge. So what were your thoughts on the game last night? I see your, uh, your, your, your Raiders uh, pin and your Golden Knights pin. You're looking good. Yeah. What did you think of that game? Man, like, you, you stole my thunder when they said about that 2018 game. 17. 17. 17. Yep. yep. I honestly feel, man, that we laid an egg and that issue with the Washington game was with the kneeling, right? Yep. The car and all that. Yep. I just honestly feel, man, that the same thing happened with this Coach Gruden scandal going on. Right. So I just feel we just laid an egg because of that, just like you said back in the day. If it just felt like just nothing was ever right. You know what I mean? It just felt like they were never able to get going. And so that's, that's why I compared it to I know the circumstances, like I mentioned, are a little different. Actually, a lot different. But it just kind of had that same feel. Yeah. You know, just like they're almost like they were sleepwalking. Yeah. We, well, the Charger game, we got socked in the mouth. Yeah. And then this game, past game, it's like we laid an egg, man. Like. Had that dark cloud over us and on to the donkeys. Yeah, and so let me ask you about that. I want to ask you before I let you go, what about uh, that upcoming game against Denver? They're going on the road. Denver's got a really good defense. Offense, eh, kind of suspect. But the Bears were suspect on offense, too. The Bears' offense wasn't impressive. They didn't do anything as as far as I'm concerned. How do they bounce back? What do they need to do to bounce back? I just hope that Gruden lets Carr just – Go all out, man. We, we can't run the ball. We don't got a line. Our line's, like, messed up or injured right. and shuffled. Yeah. Just like I noticed the, the first three games, like, Carr looks at Gruden like, do you trust me? Do you, like, let me do my thing. Let me – I'm sorry. Just like all the other callers say, we're too scripted. We're too predictable. You know, everything. If, if the run's not working, I mean, just right. Just let them ball out, man. Just let them ball out and go crazy, man. I don't know. He's got the opportunity to do it. He's, he's a good quarterback. He can get it done. I know there's some people that, you know, they tweet at me and they get so angry whenever I say he's a good quarterback. But, hey, you know what? I, I'll, I'll challenge you to go find the one that you want leading the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's the guy that can get it done. I mean, he showed that. When, uh, when the Raiders were 3-0, everyone was talking about the MVP. Now it's like everyone wants to get rid of him. You know, yeah, that's, so that's true. I mean, I'd rather have him than all these carousel quarterbacks we had through all these other quarterbacks. But right, man, I just just let them play, man. Just let them. Dang, man, I, I've been a Raider fan all my life, and you know, I ain't gonna say my age, but we've only had that I've been watching football. We only had a, like three or four good years. Other than that, I mean, I'd rather stick with Carr, but just let him do his thing. Even though sometimes when he floats that ball, man, to me that's like a fifty-fifty ball. Just. Yeah, I don't know. Right. One, I, one game at a time. I know. hear you. Well, well, Ruben, I appreciate you, my man. We're going to get you hooked up with some yeah, of these yeah. prizes for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick and hustle out to Rich in Oakland. What's on your mind, Rich? Hey, what's up with it, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. Yeah, so I'm about to get something off my chest, and I'm going to say this respectfully. You know, with all due respect to the Raiders, to John Gruden, to Derek Carr, 
uh, Mike Mayock. Look, man, Gruden wanted his O-line that he has right now. That's the O-line he has. You know, he wanted Andre James. He wanted Rodney Hudson out of here. I understand he didn't want to take the pay cut, but you could have went and got somewhere, somebody better than Andre James. Let's keep it a honey. Andre James sucks, all right? He's out there tackling his own player. Him and Leatherwood are hugging each other when they're supposed to be blocking. Like, bro, right. this, this O-line is terrible, bro. I don't want to hear no excuses from Gruden talking about, oh, well, you know, the O-line this, the O-line that. Nah, bro, that's your O-line. You dismantled this entire team on offense and defense. The players that are in the building right now is the players that you chose. You wanted Khalil Mack out of here? Okay, cool. You got your first-round picks? Well, guess what? You drafted nothing but bust, brother. You know, besides Ruggs, besides maybe Abram, Jacobs, he's a running back, probably not even going to get an extension. He's always hurt. Like, come on, Gruden. Like, what's really going on? You know, we were 3-0. and We got bamboozled. We ain't no 3-0 team. You know, everybody was crowning Derek Carr as an MVP. I agree with you. He is a decent, a good quarterback when everything is perfect. The weather, you know, the O-line protection, the birds chirping, everything needs to be perfect for Derek Carr to ball out. The thing is that we have no O-line at all. We need a mobile quarterback. That's what we need. And, and, and Derek, he just doesn't got it. Everything has to be perfect for him. Even the way he runs when he's trying to get some yards running, it's like he's forcing it, bruh. And it stresses me out because I didn't put so much time into this team, buying tickets, going to all the games. And, and with Gruden and Carr, this relationship is it, just incompatible, man. It, it just, I don't know, it just ain't working. I know it's early in the season, but Gruden today, he was talking about how uh, they have to figure out who they, who they are. Bro, you're in year four. Derek Carr's in year eight. What are you talking about figuring out your guys' identity? You drafted everybody to come in this system. You, you got the players that you wanted. Why do you have Andre James out there when there's better people on the roster that could, that, that could come in and, and do something, bro? Andre James thinks just hiking the ball is all he got to do. He literally stands there like, like he's dumb. You know what I mean? And this is frustrating because this is all on Gruden and this is all on Mayock. Bruh, like, it's, it's time, bro. Like, either you win this year or Gruden and Carr can get out of here because this is not working out, Q. And I'm not trying to panic. I'm not trying to, you know, do the most. This is probably the last time I'm going to call in a minute because this team ain't good for my mental health. I'm about to check out. I'm checking out. I'll probably come back if they make the playoffs. Show me that you're worth my loyalty. I ain't going to put my mental health, my hair over here falling off because of this team. Nah, bruh. Gruden got to get it together. Carr has to do better with what he got, and if he can't, bring in Mariota. The thing is, a lot of quarterbacks go through these struggles with O-line, but those quarterbacks, they can run. They can extend plays. Carr ain't got that, bruh. And it's 2021. Everything ain't going to be perfect for you, bro. Everybody was talking about the defense, how to show up. The defense is here, and now we're going in the O-line. There's nothing but excuses with this team, and I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. I'm checking out till I see better. I ain't going to watch this game this Sunday. I'm going to go hit the gym. I'm about to go eat some good food. I ain't going to be stressing out over this team anymore. Hey, but uh, love what you're doing, Q, and keep it up. All right. There he is, Rich in Oakland. Very passionate call right there. He's checking out as of right now, and, uh, you know, he's not, he's not happy with the product. And, hey, look, I get it. I get it for, uh, you know, Raider fans. Raider fans that are upset and just like Rich, been loyal fans for the longest. I said this before many times that, you know, players change, coaches change, 
the fan base, the fan base, Raider Nation stays the same. You know, I mean, I've been a fan of the team. It don't matter who the coach is. Some coaches I prefer other than others, but you're you're a fan of the team, right? You, you players, you're a fan of the players. Some players you prefer more than other players, but you're still a fan of the team. They change. A lot of players change. They'll go through free agency. They'll get traded. I mean, this, that, and the other. Whatever happens. And so they go on to different things, different situations, but the fans are the ones that are left holding the bag. So I understand the passion right there from Rich. Thank you for that call. Let's go out to uh, Modesto, the 209. Let's talk to Antonio. What's on your mind today, my man? Hey, what's up, Q, man? I Chilling. All the, all, the, all the passion from all the Raider fans. But, you know, I'm old school, man, like a lot of us. Um, I heard one guy call. He said he was 36 years old. He hadn't seen no winning. Unfortunately, I was able to see the glory days. Um, got to see Plunkett as my quarterback back in the day. And I think it always comes down to – and I heard a guy saying, you know, hey, man, we're not doing the commitment to X and just will to win. That's been gone for a long time, man. We're trying to get it back. I still say it comes down to talent. I don't care. You put you run that same play. If your offensive lineman blocks their defensive lineman, you're going to have a run play that's going to work. Um, can you blame everything on Chucky? Yeah. You probably can blame a lot on him. But, but I mean, even look at, look at yesterday. Amik tried so hard. But how can Amik guard – Amik Robinson guard someone that's 6'4", he's 5'11". That comes down to uh, talent, um, and I think that's what the Raiders have lacked for years. And unfortunately, everybody that and the guys in Vegas, and I'm not talking about the the, the team that plays in on uh, L. Davis Way. I'm talking about the bookmakers. They had us at, at over and under at eight. I had us at ten. Um, to be three and two, it don't feel right, man. Going against next week, K.J. Hamler. I don't think I don't think Jerry Jews playing, but Cortland Sutton. Sutton. There's talent, and there's talent all along in our division, man. Um, we could easily be one and four. We could easily be four and one. Um, I'm going to stick it out, man. I stick it out to Warriors for 40 years from 1975 <laughs> to 2015, man. I'm riding this, man, from the Raiders to the okay. grave, man. I'm going all the way, bro. All right. Hey, I like it. Good call. Appreciate you calling out the 209. Hold it down in Motown for me, man. I got a lot of family there in Modesto, so hold it down for me. I appreciate you. And, Good call, man. Good call right there. And, and again, uh, this is this is what it's all about, Raider Nation. Get your feelings out. You know, say what you got to say. Say what's on your mind. Uh, good, bad, or ugly. It doesn't it doesn't matter. This is this is what it's about. Because I understand, I understand a, f- a fan base is frustrated. I really do. Like I said, I try not to get emotionally involved uh, like that, where I just get too high or too low, just because I want to be able to deliver something to you level headed. I don't want to, you know, be that guy. I don't want to be. You know, just don't want to be that dude. Want to kind of, like I said, take a step back and, and, and be able to deliver honest uh, and real opinions and thoughts here on the radio and also on the podcast. So that's that's what I do. But I, I do appreciate all the all the all the uh, passion, man, because that's what it's all about. Two fifty eight at time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two. We'll do it live from the OYO Underground Lounge is where we're at. Uh, you can keep those calls coming. You got some more calls? Hit us up, man. It's all good. 702-365-9200. Also got a bunch of text messages on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r and I will hit those up as well when we come back. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.